Greetings. Uh-oh. This is interesting. There it goes. Oh. It's a gone now. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the numbers moving, but I couldn't hear anything. I was like, oh boy. Good morning. How are you? I am awesome, awesome, awesome. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's great to be with you again. I know. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Ooh, so what shall we talk about? I guess first we can introduce ourselves. So yeah. go for it. Oh, thanks. I'm Shauna Barnes, uh health creation, just among other things, wanting to just support women with living fully, building wealth, and creating legacy. Ooh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Yes, I love and how that have, sounds. Well, I do too, and and how that fits into what we're doing today, I don't know. But I just, you know, it's all connected, right? It's all relevant. It's all relevant. <laughs> it's all relevant. It's, it's all, all connected. Relevant. Yes. Yes. All right, we'll and you, there. my dear. I'm Margaret Bell, and I am a grief and trauma specialist, and I'm just passionate about helping people live their best and fullest life. Oh. Juiciness, juiciness. May I just say, I love how you're showing up. I just love. I've been noticing you on Instagram, and if if people aren't checking you out there, they should. Oh, thank you Mm -hmm. very much. I always love what you do. You're always surprising me. I feel like I'm like, oh, what is she doing now? That's so cool. (laughs) You know, I. I um, recently started working with a another coach, and I am a I was one of those people who's like, oh, I don't want a coach. What can a coach tell me? But I gotta tell you, not having just not only having a coach, but having more than one coach or mentor or having multiple experiences is truly valuable. Um, to get so valuable, right? To get their yeah. their juice, their brilliance, and then their you know, it varies from person from from wisdom keeper and wisdom sharer to wisdom sharer. And what's really hitting me right now is this is Monica Shea, and she was and other coaches. I have to say too, because Therese said this as well. You know, in a very linear masculine system when we bring our gifts to the world, we're supposed to choose a lane and stay in it. And when we bring in this more mm, evolved place, this evolved way of being, I feel like in the feminine, it's really, it's bringing all of you in, all of your gifts, right? So not, so it's a, it's just a really juicy place to be in. And I was thinking <clears throat> about this. So when I'm I'm talking about you know even the wild wealth creation, this idea of living fully, it's yes, it has to do with money, but it has to do with being creative and my spiritual self. And I'm I can bring all of me forward. Oh, and my love of football. <laughs> I mean, uh, right. It's, that's, yes. that's, you know, that's the juiciness here. 
I mean, not just to be in, in the lane. So in watching you with your creativity and your, um, what would you call it? Your past life experiences, your, um, your, your dreams. Well, we haven't done dreams interpretations at all. It's just the, all of you that you bring forward. It's like very cool. Thank you. It's taken a lot to get there. Like as you're talking about coaches and mentors and just all those people that kind of inspire us and teach us that you don't have to just be in one lane. You don't just have to wear one hat. So what does that look Mm -hmm. like? And how do you get to show up authentically? Like you love football. And I think about like, I love all things Halloween. And for the longest time, right? I was like, how does that fit with being a therapist and being intuitive? Because those two things clash. (laughs) So I better just not talk about that. And then I had mentors that are like, why not? That like, that's cool. Like, why are you hiding? I'm like, well, it's kind of spooky and creepy. And I don't want to scare people. And, you know, I was like, okay, I'm just going to show up as me. And if you don't get it, you don't get it. Right. I mean, that's, you know, when you talk about what's she up to, I'm like, that's why I like looking at what you're up to. Because you bring it and you bring it in full. And um, there's just such a breadth of experience and knowledge there. So. Thank you. Yeah. I'm working with a coach as well, a writing coach, and she she comes hard. <laughs> like she's just a brilliant mind and she's because she has marketing experience too. So she's like, this is what you're doing and this is how you're doing it. And <laughs> go. And then I'm just I take my notes and I'm like, all right, here's my homework. How am I gonna do this? Right. Uh, well, and that's yeah, right, but that's part of what I feel like we we need in order so so historically, you know, know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, whatever, people were just, humans were just trying to survive, right? Very mm-hmm. basic, food and water, don't get eaten by whatever's hungry in the neighborhood, right? And then we go f- way, way forward, more current, and then we have people who are just, you know, humans. Uh, now they're, they're building families, they're living, you know, the average age was like, when early in the early 1800s like to live like 35 45 years old that was old right mm-hmm. and yes. but but they were building families to work the farms and so it was just sort of the beginning of quote unquote civilization right and then we get more into the 1900s or 1900s the 19 well late well i guess 1990s and so on and we sooner than that we start having choice right because we're surviving we have food and water nothing's Mm -hmm. trying nothing (laughs) externally is trying to eat us we have homes we have families we have some things we no longer marry you know for to survive we can get choice and bring in love we have connection and then i think it's sort of peter's okay now we can just hang out, but see this next level of evolution is choice. And the thing is, we don't have to do more, but we we got we've got to plan that next part. I, I always think about this thing, you know, when when we're running, we're sort of trying to to complete something, trying to uh, how do I say? Um, we're running from something, but there's this this point where we hit this wall. 
And then on the other side of the wall, we sort of arrived. So if we're going to keep running, we need to run towards something. We need to motivate ourselves. We're no longer running from something. And I just think, whew, in order to, to get on the other side of the wall and move forward, that's, that's where the mentors and the coaches and the, you know, the wisdom sharers come in. Ooh, I love how you said that. And so, like, yeah, poignant, right? Like, we were just surviving, and now we have choice, and how do we implement our choice and act on it and go against biology, you know, like you said, like we have to run from something as well right. as being women and just dealing with when you said history, I was like, okay, yeah, the history of being a woman and what that looks like and how women now have choice when for a long time, women did not have any choice. They were still property and they couldn't vote and, Right, wasn't really available to them. Couldn't put their name on uh, a credit card, you know. Had to have yeah. a mail on there, have a savings account, and uh, a yeah. I'm just like, oh. um, what's amazing, right, is how far women have come, and how shortly it hasn't been. <laughs> it's only. You know, in the United States, it's only been maybe 50, if we're generous, 100 years. So in all of humanity, women are just starting. To, but I, you know, I'm optimistic. I feel like women were like a really well-kept secret. And we needed to let the masculine sort of lay down this foundation to get us this far. But the next real chunk is going to have to do with women and feminine, the feminine energies. And woo-woo. How many people just turned us off? That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I Yeah, it's the return of, like you said, like the feminine energy. Because for years, it was women who took care of society, right? They were considered magical, right? Because they could give life. You know, you'd hear about um, the healing temples. Was it in the Roman Empire? Were actually soldiers wounded would go to these women who were menstruating because they thought that that had healing powers really way cool yes and so there's like all this like where women were like oh my gosh like you are something because you give life and then i'm sure there's some history person out there that could tell us when that script started to slowly change well, and I'm sure it changed when men are like, wow, we can't control that. So let me just bop her in and then knock her out or, you know, control her physically. Fear. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. So men are just scared all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. I'm not saying all men, but you know what I mean? Generally. Yeah. Yeah. We, so, to dominate. Yeah. To... If I can't control, if I don't understand what you have. I'm going to use the only power I have to try to control that. Well, that's what I, you know, you want a good war, right? I figure there's usually something about, there's emotion in it. <laughs> there's a woman involved or my, or you made me look bad, you know, or, you know, they talk about honor. It's like, well, what about smarts? I mean, why do you want to get all these people dead? There's some, uh, just watching a few of the, 
what would you say, you know, king and queen movies that were on Netflix mm-hmm. and there's one like Here Comes the King or something like that. I don't remember, but I'm just, it's just, uh, we're talking about one of the early kings, this amazing, you know, who I think people had no faith in him and then his his dad wanted him, his brother to, to ascend and then his, I think his other brother and finally they all died. So the, the country was stuck with this guy and he was just, you know, here's what he modeled for us. He was himself. He understood oh. there was nothing wrong with him. He showed up as his true self, and they didn't like his true self. But, but, and and his one of his pieces was I'll have to find the name of this, but it was one of the one of the reasons he stood out for me was anytime there was a battle, he was really clear that all these men do not need to die. And he would say, send your leader, your emperor, your king, or whatever. And the two of us will fight, and whoever wins takes everything. And uh, they usually didn't take him up on that. So then all these other, all these men had to die on both sides while we're fighting. But I mean, talk about, you know, ahead of his game right ahead of, you know light years ahead he understood so much but other than he's not yeah so he did it he did it well i think but the rest of them you know we just i don't know we just had to learn and we're still learning i hope we're still learning i hope we're still Margaret, learning. please tell me we're still learning i hope that we're still <laughs> learning <laughs> I don't know, 2020 has just been one of those Ugh. years when you just, you're like, are you, it's like those days that you have when you're like, nothing else can go wrong today. And then something else happens and you're just like, are, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what is going on? I feel like that is 2020. Every time I turn on the TV or get on social media, I'm just like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, I know. What, what is going on? People can't. We just find a way to uh, put our egos out of the way and listen to people and face some really hard truths about who we are and what we've done and start mending and healing and not just be so reactive. And you and I have talked about that, those how people just go into defense and reactive and don't want to hear and don't want to be told well you're wrong or what anything feels like our country's just on polar opposites about so many things and you you can't start a sentence with anything about what's going on <laughs> without somebody like getting upset at you right or mm-hmm. like i laughed hysterically i saw it on instagram a gay rights group took over the Proud Boys something of their social media and I was like oh my god this is awesome they have like a picture of like two men kissing and I was like oh my god this is the best today and I'm sure there's a lot of people that were very offended and could be very offended by hearing that (sighs) we need that humor and that lightness to say even like no like you don't get to bully us so this is what we're gonna do yes Wow. I I didn't even know. <laughs> Never heard of the Proud Boys until, boy, in the last, what, week or so. It's like, whoo. Yeah, neither had I. I was like, wait, what? Like, I'm so. And now they get all this, you know, infamous marketing, at least from my perspective. So the, 
<clears throat> was talking to some friends and one of them was mentioning how in 20, you know, a year ago, she's like, oh, when we're excited about 2020 because it was going to bring things into focus. You know, she was saying, you know, that's what we talk about in vision. You have 2020 vision and that's what 2020 will do. And she's like, things have just gone whack-a-doodle. And I was like, no, exactly. Things are life, our experience of life, people's, everybody's experience of life has just gotten so shaken, questioned, reframed, or just plain, you know, upsetting us that that is what's allowing us to get 20, to get clear, to, right? 2020 vision, to get clear, to get perspective. That's how I look, see, she, I don't think she quite got me, got there with me, but I think that's cool. I totally agree with you. It's like when you go to the eye doctor and they, right? Which one's better, A or B? (laughs) B or C? Like when you get fit for glasses, right? And nothing is clear and you can't see anything. And you feel like you're, for me, for those who've worn glasses, you feel like you're blind because I have horrible vision. And usually I'm like, E, what's below it? I don't know. I can't read it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> here now let's put these blurry oh, things gonna, over yeah. your eyes <laughs> like, like it's not blurry enough right better or worse better than that. I was like I don't know I don't know I can't even tell true and that's where we are yeah you know trying to read the letters and, and it, well everything's blurry well and 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 this is past the wall right Nothing is specific. No, there's not one thing that's chasing us that we, we that we can see because there's so many unknowns. But how do we continue to move ourselves forward anyway? What skills do we need to bring in? What you know? What have we been putting off? That now is the time to look it in the face or or clear the cover. Right, skills. I know, right? <laughs> um, people are f- building their homes. People are jump you know <clears throat> forced to i'm going to say strongly encouraged to uh, engage in their relationships especially the ones in their home and uh figure out if that's what they really want so record number of divorces which i'm not sure what to make of that i i'm not sure because <clears throat> boy that means that <clears throat> Talk about 2020 bringing something into focus. It's like this isn't how I want to share my life. This is not how I want to be in my life in this relationship. Um, I was yes. right. I was listening to P- Panache Desai this morning. Are you familiar with Panache? Panache. I'm not. He's. Um, I don't know. Mystic. I have no idea. He's pretty cool, but he was doing a meditation this morning, and um, I'm sure I've I've been following him for a while. And say, Sandra, really, this is how you describe me? <laughs> oh, this is really cool. This morning was, uh, go be you. You are not the problem. When we when we are who we came here to be. That's when life flows and things move. But when we are trying to be who everyone else thinks we should be, that's when life is a struggle. Now, I, I will say he's, he's like, 
Well, his, his thing was life is not meant to be hard. I'm like, okay, you're going to have to times because I do feel like challenge you know we need we have it we need friction we seem as human beings to need some degree of friction hmm, to grow on the other hand I was just saying if you get past the wall then you don't need the friction you you find your own source of motivation to continue to evolve who you are so maybe he's right <laughs> Ooh, so deep like do we need friction Right, we need friction to grow. I think we just get tired. I think we get lazy. I think we're just like, well, right? We're like, I want to be like Buddha or whoever. And we forget that they had years, like Buddha, right? He had years right. of practice. Or years. I'll hear people say, like, I want to be like Jesus. He had a really hard life. If you look at it, <laughs> like, right. that life was full of friction. <laughs> like, so he was enlightened because he had nothing but friction i think we put these people on pedestals you know i'll even hear people say like well i want to be like martin luther king he had a really hard life too yes he was wise and calm and like just beautiful when he spoke right like he like he got there from the friction i think we forget we just see where somebody ends up and we're like i want that i want to be there forgetting well, where they had to go and, to get there. Yeah. See, and I love that. That goes to my piece about all of them had something was chasing them and trying to eat them. <laughs> right? And yeah. instead of being eaten, yeah. they were like, oh no, I'm going to continue to hone my skills and my super skills, right? My superpowers, put them out in the world and keep, uh, you know, all of them continue to be who they were, right? No apologies. Mm-hmm. And people didn't like it. And that's, you know, right? So, yeah. Be careful what you wish for, because I don't know. I do find, you know, it's really interesting you say that, because I don't think I've had, I don't think, maybe I haven't been listening, but I don't think I've had anyone say I want to be like Martin Luther King or Gandhi or whatever. But that makes sense. I just, maybe I haven't heard it, but. I think I probably ask, like, you know, like when I'm like, so who like who embodies what you're trying to obtain and that's when i get usually leaders that seem Mm. enlivened enlightened um put on a pedestal and then that like that gives me a framework right when i'm working with someone okay so that for you is who you're trying to attain to be so what is it about that person that you feel that they have that you don't have or that they bring that you want to also bring so usually it is leaders probably the top two i get will be like jesus and buddha and i'm like okay that's interesting why those are the top two i'm not sure that is really interesting why other than i think they have mystic quality to them that our society has put on them okay can i be like a little bit irreverent for a moment. Yeah. So when my nephew was like, I don't know, six or seven and um, was, we were having a, and my, his siblings were in the car and I'm driving along and my sister's there and his mom and we're just talking about, just trying to get a little grasp of religion and how all this fits in the world and 
Of course, his dad is one that says, you know, we make up religion is something made up, right? To, I think he would say this too, to make us mm-hmm. feel good. And we're talking about Jesus. And um, he has friends who believe in Jesus. And I say something about Jesus and I hear him in the back of the vehicle go, wait, what? Jesus is dead? Because <laughs> he, he was like, <laughs> uh, because, you know, there's such this, the way people talk about and I was like, wow, that is profound, right? And I, I just wonder if, uh, you know, I just, for him to say that, I just thought it was like, ooh, good thing we told you. Because he's, he's like, I want to see, I mean, I think he was like, I want to see this Jesus. Because it just, right? Prolific? What's the word? And, yeah. uh, right? Yeah. Um, and how confusing, and I think that has made him more mad. It's like, well, wait a minute, this guy's dead. Like, uh, yeah, several. Wow, hundreds of years ago. Yeah, thousands of mm-hmm. years. Uh, right. Um, I don't know my history numbers, though. But me neither. Uh, yeah, we uh, sometimes we do aspire right to people who are no longer with us, and we only kind of sort of remember the really good things about them and forget that, you know, they were very much human. I mean, um, I think about Gandhi and if the movie was accurate, I mean, he's married, he's a successful lawyer. Then he decides to become a monk, right? Or some spiritual being. Mm-hmm. And, and I think about his wife who had no choice in the matter. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know he becomes celibate and isolated and spends all his time and then she's just left i mean like discarded practically i mean she she stayed with him i understand but just dis- her her needs and wants yeah had no zero value mm-hmm. she could get me into a whole nother piece yeah. but women is like not as important as yeah. men and even i'm thinking like your nephew that like little kid right, wisdom right. right that they're so wise they're like wait what it's almost like why is this person important yeah. if they've been dead for years right. or even like gandhi i remember being a little kid and he'd go on his like starvation yeah. protest whatever and i can remember thinking why does he think that we care if he's going to starve himself yep. like what is that going to do for the right. good of the world and as a little kid i can remember my parents trying to explain mm-hmm. it to me my little kid mind i was just going that does right. not make sense nobody cares if that's i starve right. myself so how does this one person not eating impact right. the world well i was also um in awe of anyone who said they were going to not eat i was like what are you you know crazy to go for weeks without eating i mm. Humans are amazing. I mean, this is the thing that I think we, that it's so easy to, to forget. Because there's, you know, yeah, we got some crazy stuff going on, but humans, humanity is, you know, if I may, God's gift, the creator's gift to the world. And each and every, you know, when I was growing up, they, we go to catechism or somewhere and uh, it was a good news club and they'd say, you know, God didn't make any junk. 
And 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 the reverse is that God just made, the Creator just made, you know, however the universe is created, this all of this awesomeness. There's nothing wrong with anyone in, in you know at the core of their being. What you do with it is different. But the but the you know nothing wrong with you. Nothing wrong with you. I think people need to hear that because so often people feel like there is <clears throat> something wrong with them. Yeah. That like we're like they're just wrong. constantly trying to um, overcome that. Yes. I need to ev- overcome what's wrong with me instead of like embracing it and being like, okay, yeah, this is just who I am. I'm going to show up. I think like Jim Carrey, like he shows up so crazily, but he's so successful and people love him because he just shows up how he is. And sometimes in interviews, I'm like, I have no idea what this man is saying. I feel like it's brilliant, but he just shows up unapologetically as himself. Sadly, so does our president. You know, this last week he, he diagnosed with coronavirus being treated and yes when it first came out i was talking to a friend of mine who was a huge supporter of trump and we were i don't know what happened we were just laughing and we we're just talking about what was your first thought and, and his first thought was oh they got to him someone got in there and poisoned him <laughs> you know uh the the the, the, Dem- the democrats got him you know put piles of coronavirus i mean he didn't say it that way but it was just really funny and i said and my first thought was oh this is fake news he's pretending i want to see (laughs) i want to see the you know the science or i want to watch him take the test and i want to see him to know that he's really because of the world we live in and i was talking to another friend and and her take on it was because you know they said both he and melania were sick and her take was yeah they had to say melania was sick because there was another woman, right, who was in the White House who was diagnosed earlier in the day, and they didn't want to, you know, anyone to think he was having an affair with her, and so they, they just had to make that up. I mean, that's the world. We're we're filling in some crazy pieces. At least I feel like I am. Oh, so um, to make these stories work out, because really, I mean, Hollywood could not have brought done a better plot twist than this i i feel yes it is so crazy i was just like okay yeah because he doesn't believe he's going out there acting like it's fake news right. so yeah he has it now so now what right. is he gonna do about it i heard like fake news or whatever that melania doesn't have it because she can't stand her <laughs> husband so <laughs> she's actually Oh, and I thought that was hilarious. I was like, I wonder if she actually doesn't have it because right, she exactly. can't stand her husband. But just that, like, oh my gosh, are you okay? You have COVID. What are you gonna do? But he's in denial. He doesn't, you know. I'm just gonna keep going. I'm gonna stand and wave and salute and look like a dictator. I don't know if you've seen that footage of him no, standing, like like on like the white house balcony or something when he gets off of air force one or whatever helicopter it is 
and he walks up the stairs and he stands there and he salutes Hmm. i remember i looked at jeff i said he looks like a dictator like that's what this reminds me of not like the president and we do we want transparency we want a president that says yes i have covid this is how i got it instead of hiding behind hipaa is he hiding it feels like we know an awful lot about his medical condition well he has it he's not saying how he got it he's not giving a lot of information about what's going on i feel like another president would be more forthcoming this is what's going on this is my treatment this is what we're doing but i don't know maybe i'm just maybe i am delusional but in my mind i'm like if this was obama this is what obama yeah well, would have done. i hope that obama doesn't and hasn't and doesn't get it but yeah i mean and here's the piece i don't wish this man ill I, I you know he and his family i hope they get they get well but um mm-hmm. that's but that goes back to the fake news what do we really know and what do we not i mean that was part of what the media was talking about you know the doctor his doctor was saying one thing and his white house was saying another thing how hard can it be to get this right? You know, and then, then my mind went to, what if he doesn't really have coronavirus and they took him in the hospital for some other reason? I mean, it's just, uh, it's astonishing. And, and to my mind, he's helped. He's either created this place of where we question everything or he helped create this. Yes. Well said. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with questioning. Right. Being like openly curious. Just not to the point where it feels like it. You're being manipulated. And that's how he often feels like he's manipulating. I don't know, intentionally or unintentionally. (sighs) I don't know. There's something clinically wrong with him he's either a narcissist or a sociopath or all of the above he has dementia right. and does. he's mm-hmm. not letting like i feel like reagan like his administration hid that he had dementia you don't think this trump probably because of his ego is well, not hiding it they're trying to like band-aid it he's right? on so i didn't know reagan yeah, I didn't know Reagan had dementia until I think I was watching some, I don't know, show. And I was like, wow, he had dementia? I did not. I was also young at the time, so not as astute to people's mm-hmm. mental health. Well, you know, being a leader of the free yeah. world, so to speak, um, it, uh, it, it, there's a lot resting on what that person is doing. Mm-hmm. So I do understand to some degree that those around him are trying to maintain a certain image so they don't, you know, um, topple <laughs> the U.S. economy and the world economy. I mean, so there is that that I think has some, some merit. But how far, I mean, you know, how far do you go? I don't know. This is very interesting to me. Um, it'll be also interesting yes. to see what he says on the other side. Because, you know, the interesting part is he could come out, oh, it was no big deal. And I'm like, okay. Except for they took you. I mean, I, I don't know. 
I don't know how to slide down that slope, Margaret. It's it's fraught with pain. Yeah. And I think it's 2020, yeah. right? We can't slide down the slope because we don't know what's waiting for us. And it's almost like, oh, I'm just going to wait unless some other people go down because I don't even I have no idea. I can't predict what's waiting for me because that's been 2020. We thought we knew. And then it's been a lot of adjusting, like resetting course, like our little, you know, I can't even think this morning. Our little navigators are like adjusting course, adjusting course. I also, and I, I, I imagine you're with me on this. This is really an exciting time to be alive. I mean, there is so much disruption going on that it it just affords this, right, this grand opportunity us, for us to be different, to do different, to make changes that we perhaps would never have, you know, that we've only dreamed about. Ooh. I mean, if we if we if we show up as our greatest self, right, in our greatness, we bring forward mm-hmm. our, our greatness. We we come forward. Um, I think um, this is sort of paraphrasing something Brene Brown said about you know we there has to be struggle. Um, no, she says you you know in order to be vulnerable, in order to be courageous, we there needs to be a level of vulnerability, right? There, and uh, mm-hmm. we we have that. We are vulnerable, so it's an, an incredible opportunity to be brave. To you know, we can put our head in the sand, as they say, or in the in the you know, and just let things happen around us. But it, since it continues to go on, you really, you know, it's not really something one can avoid indefinitely. So we have this opportunity to show up and like, oh, how, what else can I do? How else can I do this? How else can I um, deal with this world that we live in? Ooh, I love that. And I think that that's what people need to remember is this is a time to face our fears, to work on our own stuff so that we can step up and be present to help Ooh. the collective hill. So it's that like, okay, how am I tending to me so that I can step up? I can be more, I can do more. And if I'm still kind of broken, which a lot of us are, then how do I still tend to myself and maybe be able to triage somebody because I can't maybe be in there my full self because I'm still working on me but I can still help somebody and like get my big wounds tended to because I feel like we always have work to do that's probably I'm just I think we are like that way that we're constantly like how do I improve how do I improve how do I keep growing but we first have to tend to our wounds we have to get stitches and surgery and all that stuff so that we can get out there and be like, okay, I'm my best self. How do I help you be your best self? And I see it happening with like a lot of people, right? You can see them starting to be like, okay, where am I broken? Where do I need to be fixed so that I can help fix the larger problem? And I'm focusing on those people because I don't know about you, but I tend to get a little frustrated and angry with the people that are just stuck in their fear and their resistance. And I see it, but also just kind of like, okay, 
Look at these people that are facing their fear and their resistance. Mm-hmm. How do you get inspired? And but those are big changes too. I feel like we're mm-hmm. asking people to make, but they're going to have to. A lot of people are going to have to face some ugly truths about themselves, about their families. And that doesn't mean that they're bad people. It's just how change happens. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, shoot, that's insightful. (laughs) That's insightful. Yeah. Hmm. See? Come on here, talk with you. I think I have some clue what's going on. Get more things to think about. <laughs> more, right? Exactly. That's one thing I love about you. I'm like, oh, I didn't even. Okay, now I'm going to mm-hmm. think about this for this whole week and it's going to grow beautiful little flowers. <laughs> you just plant I love the seeds. That. Wow. But you've always been planting seeds oh. with your wisdom. Always, as long as I've known you, you've always just been like, <laughs> and here, and I'd be like, well, what? Oh my well, gosh. I mm, never even. Thank you. I, well, you know, that's interesting. I, I had, I didn't realize I was having that impact anywhere, but I will tell you that um, probably when I was doing those things is when I was just being me. I was not, not, not to minimize who I am, but it's like, here's what I'm seeing. And it's right. It's a joy to, to, to share insights with people, especially when they're ready. Yes. Hmm. And you just have a way of delivering it. I just have to tell you that that's just so non-threatening inviting just very just almost like matter of fact and I always think back to and I think I brought this up to you when I came storming into your office I'd had probably just a really heated call with a family and I just come into your office an emotional wreck I'm so worked up and you were just like okay all right like (laughs) you just brought me down and I remember you looked at me and you're like whose emotion is this? And nobody had ever asked me that nobody had ever kind of reflected to me that I was really good about picking up and owning other people's experiences. And you were the first one and just made it so natural and matter of a fact and non-threatening that I was able just like, I could pause because I felt so safe and secure Uh with you that I was like, oh, because I think you were like, this is not yours. (laughs) <laughs> pretty sure this is the parent like you just kind of walked me through it like because I'm sure I just probably looked at you like a deer in all the right, headlights like what are right. you talking about <laughs> and you're just like and I was like oh mm. okay and that's just like you I just felt like you just kind of just come and drop little things of wisdom and walk away and people be like whoa okay all right gave me some food for thought there um, that's probably like oh my gosh you know, uh, I was probably like first somewhat, at least somewhat alarmed because you were someone who didn't usually show up like that. And I was like, well, what the heck happened here? So some of it was probably legitimate questions like, 
what is really happening here? Who's this? Who who is really upset? Because that's not yours. I mean, yes. not from a you know twenty minute phone call. Yeah. And yeah. you held it like that's like you didn't run. You didn't like meet that energy that I Wouldn't came into helpful. the room with. No. No, but you have that wisdom. Like yeah. sometimes, right? Somebody comes in with energy and we just That's meet right. them and then it explodes and you're just like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm not meeting this energy. I don't know what this is that you're bringing that's really to me true. right now. But that's, that would, that's what elevates going things, there. right? One set of energy yes. triggers another. Because I can think <laughs> of people in that organization that if I had gone to them with that energy, they would have definitely right. met that energy and Absolutely. then raised it. <clears throat> Another bar to where maybe I was shamed or well, even or, more upset in the exchange. Push the punishment out, right? Go after the parent or go after the child or the volunteer or go after the person around the corner. I mean, it's just, yeah. Or me for being unprofessional for like <clears throat> getting myself huh. to that point. Like what, right? Like how did... You're not being professional. You're this upset over a family. Wow. So I'll have to take your word about that part of it because that would, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I would have <laughs> gone there. So, um, but perhaps there were uh, other folks in that organization that would have. Because I, <laughs> I can think of a couple. One, especially that I really hadn't dealt with until. Things got very political, and you were no longer there. Oh, and I had a new supervisor yeah. who I Light did day. not yeah. mesh mm-hmm. well with. Yes, mm-hmm. and I really struggled and ended up Preserve leaving. Your sanity. That person yeah. was so different than you. I was used to being like nurtured and cared for, and then. A dictator came in and was basically like, this is what you're going to do. Don't care if you like it. Get it done. If you don't get it done, there are consequences. That's how I perceived the person. (laughs) Things really got shook up. Wow. (laughs) I did not know. Yeah, I think other people liked the person. I don't know. No, I don't think that. A lot of change. They blended all the departments. No, I don't think that would be true. I think others had a difficulty with the person as well. Because that's what I understand. Maybe different levels of it or different aspects of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just different leadership styles. And I did not mesh well. I think other people probably did. Those that had worked with him longer, I just... And he was a nice enough person. I just didn't. No, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I did not mesh. You, I, you weren't the only one. It didn't mesh. They saw it. it may, well, let me put it a different way. <clears throat> they, um, they, they, they didn't. Um, they kept themselves more. <clears throat> so I, I was more personally connected 
I feel like with the people and, um, mm-hmm. and, and I could be, but others yes. that worked with this other individual, they couldn't, they, you know, they were self-protective. So they didn't connect in the same way because they understood it was a different, if you will, mm-hmm. <clears throat> management style management style not necessarily yes. leadership style well in my said. opinion and that was what was the difference right yes was, right and the, and the other was yes just, you're a leader you know pretending <laughs> that's probably rude. taking steps to manage a situation and uh and and the part that i that was hard for me for those who stayed was that now there was an imbalance and they sort of got lulled in under one set of understanding of leadership and management and then got thrust into this other and it was it was a like a rude awakening so yeah um well said from what i understand Hmm. and i think or yeah like well said, I think the organization then forgot. Okay, we're making huge changes. Right. How are we supporting the staff in this? Because this is two right. very different people, night and day. So how are we making this transition smoother, or even supporting the person that stepped in? That didn't right. happen. It was just well, kind of like, no, this is it. And that person accepted. Um, you know, to their to in their defense, they were wanting to assert their you know, to, to assert their authority, but they didn't understand how you don't have to do that to assert authority, right? You don't have to be, mm-hmm. just go in and start demand, yes. making demands and, you know, bossing. Uh, there's other ways to do that. And I, I, from just talking to a few people, it got really confusing. People just had different ways of <clears throat> yes. coping with it until they could leave. Because miners, most of them, a lot of people must have left. Because when I looked back, there weren't many people there who were there before, right? They just sort of no. left over time. And then I don't know that he was there much longer. Anyway. <clears throat> oh. I have well, no idea. When we're not being recorded, we'll swap stories. Yes, and even like for people to realize that like you don't have to stay at a job that doesn't feel <clears throat> right or that doesn't an- answer questions or thinks differently mm-hmm. than you do. Like I feel like you honored that, and then once you were gone, I can even remember a training, and I had a lot of Hispanic families I worked with where the kids. Sh- slept with their parents up until teenage years and one of the speakers he brought in was saying that no like that was like a cps call and i remember trying to like talk with this woman about culture and perspective and i just remember thinking this is not okay i'm not gonna call cps because this is a cultural norm for this family and she was just in her not having it locked in perspective and so right like okay like this is not okay yes 
I, I also remember when I was learning that, <clears throat> particularly in the what Latino culture, for a child to have, for a, a young girl to have a baby and not be married was not necessarily <clears throat> a negative. It wasn't. It wasn't a shameful experience necessarily. It was. Oh. Uh, that's why there would be families, you know, there'd be a, um, you know, the aunt who married uh, this gentleman, they didn't have children, they would take these kids on as their own. I mean, it was just, it was like, okay, well, um, mm-hmm. it would just didn't bring the, the shame that mm, conservative mainstream America would bring, would like 25 years ago right now it feels like every other person had admitted um, mm-hmm. to because <clears throat> I know that was one of the pieces do you really want to evaluate the effectiveness based on that when some cultures don't same perspective on what it meant they weren't necessarily you know yeah. <clears throat> just experience yes yeah hello again yes (laughs) that was a nice break a nice little break the universe telling Mm -hmm. us time to wrap it up yes (laughs) we hear Yes. And once again, awesome conversation. Lots of, uh, well, we went lots of places today. Lots of topics. Yes. Lots of food for thoughts. And you get to join us each week and see where we go. Sometimes it's very direct and poignant. And other times it's just sort of planting little seeds for you to grow. Little frolic through the, yep. Let's do it again. Yes. This or okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. Next 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 yes. time. Yes. Next time. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about whatever's going on. And we're going to tie it into right. something and hopefully you can have some takeaways to make your week better. <clears throat> and if you have some some food for thought, some ideas, do the Anchor app and yeah. leave a message. Yeah. At, it, at It's All Relevant. Yes, you mm-hmm. can leave a message there or you can email us at It's All Relevant Experience at Gmail. And you can send us a message, any topics you want to hear. Yes. Well, I hope you and everybody has a beautiful week. This is Shauna Barnes with Wild Well Creation and Margaret Bell with Margaret Bell Counseling. And until next time. Until next time. All right. Bye. Later. Bye.